It is, but it's like four sentences in. Yeah, that's the very top. Okay. It's like the first paragraph. All right. And it's, I don't it's, care for your the last two. It's the last two sentences of the last paragraph. Attitude. There's no attitude. I'm I just like, like do attitude. you even read, bro? There's a little attitude. Do you even read? There's a little attitude. You know the answer to that, and the answer is no. <laughs> That's probably why. You're like, there's a lot of words on this page. Oh, man. Oh, I don't want to read this. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid. I'm Jose, one of your hosts. And I'm Richard, or Rick, one of your hosts. One of the hosts. <laughs> There's only two of us, so one and two. Or one and one. You just did it again. You just did it again. I just said one and two. You I didn't did, say yeah. which one was which. Oh, but you implied I, no, it. No, there's no you implication. Um, welcome to your favorite pop culture podcast, where we talk about films, movies, which are the same things. Are they good <laughs> games? Is a film a movie? And it, no, no, no. They're totally different. A movie can be a film, but a film can no. be a movie. No, a, a film, film is always a, a movie, but a movie a movie is not always a film. What's the difference? Uh, it, I'll there, get back is to you. A French word for it. <laughs> I had it every time. Anyway, so um, we talk about movies, films. He's been my best games, friend for twenty years. Twenty guys. years, um, and sometimes comic books. People make Today, mistakes, and we talk about a lot about comic book movies. Like today, we're going to talk about X Men movies. Like ninety percent of our shows are about comic book movies. They probably are because well, that's the best way to talk about comics. Anyway, so X Men was the first comic book movie i saw from marvel from marvel no i think it was batman oh yeah i guess batman i'm sorry man was the first uh, marvel swamp thing movie that i saw personally me yeah. jose Contreras. <laughs> i had to say my full name because there could be another jose is like hey wait i didn't i was i'm not gonna do the accent because i don't have an accent anyway the point being is we're gonna talk about x-men today um because there are six movies we're not this. talking about the Wolverine movies. Not talking about the Wolverine movies. Not talking about Deadpool. All we're going to talk about is X Men One, X Men Two, X Two, Last Stand, First Class, Days of Future Past, and Apocalypse. Apocalypse. That's all we're going to talk about because the reason is is because recently I saw The Last Stand. I'm sorry, and I knew this movie wasn't good, but I couldn't remember how bad it was, and it made me think about all the X Men movies and how they've changed over the years. And so we're going to talk about them right now uh, so we'll start with the first x-men film and i'm going to read the synopsis from wikipedia to keep our synopsis short i forgot to hit that button synopsis synopsis anyway <laughs> i don't know what it's, how to, this film focuses on mutants wolverine and rogue as they are brought into a conflict between two groups that have radically different approaches to bringing about the acceptance of mutant kind professor xavier's x-men and brotherhood of mutants led by magneto so this is the first film that came out from the X-Men franchise. And I remember seeing this movie and I was like, this is amazing. It this was. Is the best thing the ever. first time you saw it is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Repeated then you, viewings? And then you realize Anna Paquin was not a good rogue. A terrible rogue. Like, like because the whole thing is that this, this came out in 2000. And a couple of years prior to this, I think in 98, was the X-Men comic, uh, the X-Men uh, animated series, which yeah. some people love. Some people hate. I don't know why they would hate I, that. I, I have friends that hate the animated series, think it's dumb because they were diehard X-Men fans of the comic book and they just don't think it went along with it. It didn't matter. I thought it was pretty solid. I was yeah. a kid. I watched it every time. I still, I have, they don't, they have, I don't know if they've made it on DVD yet. They probably had, but before, they, before they had on DVD, I ordered these movies from China and it has all the episodes on them. 
And I still have them. Yes, the labeled with a big marker on the top. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Um, but it has every episode for all their seasons because I love the show so, so much. Good. So you have this picture of a rogue who already has Miss Marvel's powers, right? Yeah. Um, and but even this rogue, she's just whiny and kind yeah. of like lame. She's like a lame duck, you know. She really and is. She's always like brooding about her powers, and she's not southern enough. That's the problem, <laughs> or at all? She's not. Well, is she a little southern? No, is she? Uh, she she's probably from, she's probably as southern as uh, Storm as Storm is is from Africa. So the accents in this movie are terrible, terrible accents. I yeah. mean, no, actually, Storm like ha- tries. I mean, like Halle Berry tries her hardest to do an African accent. Yeah, and I think they just said, you know what? We're gonna fire the dialect coach, and you just do what you want. Yeah, Miss Barry, because <laughs> we don't care. We don't yeah. care. Like we, we don't. No one's gonna notice the accent. It's basically like Kevin Costner being in Robin Hood. Oh yeah, and being able to pull off an American accent when every other cast member has a British accent. <laughs> so you know, the main people you have Cyclops plays with James Marsden. Great, um, and it's cool because. Before this movie came out, Wizard, if you've ever read that magazine, it was a gold comic book magazine. Yeah, I used to read it. Are you so, talking about the cast, the Dreamcast? The Dreamcast. Yeah. So they had a casting for X-Men, and there was only one that they cast, they actually cast, and it was John Luke Picard, or... Uh, <laughs> How dare you, sir? Patrick Stewart. I know, but I like calling him John yeah, Luke Picard. Because it goes, it's a French name, <laughs> and Rick made a really sir stupid Patrick. mistake oh about the French. <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart is in this movie as uh, Professor Xavier. In in Wizard, they cast him as Professor Xavier, which I thought was really cool to see him in this movie. And he did phenomenal as Professor X. Um, And then you have uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, who at first I was like, why are they having this dude? I've never heard of this Australian. Yeah, I was like, I've never heard of this guy in my life. Um, He's Australian. Why? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, He doesn't look like Wolverine. Like I, I, it was kind of like when Heath Ledger was going to be cast as Joker. Yeah. I was so against it. I was like, I don't understand this. But you know what? Uh, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine now. Like that's it. Sit. He's Wolverine. There's no other Wolverine. I don't even think they should bring another Wolverine. Uh, And then you have Famke Janssen as uh, Jean Grey. Yes, you do. I don't know if I should say her name, but I did it. She was okay. Yeah. I mean, she's like a... She's supposed to be a major character, but just kind of yeah. like, eh, eh. Um, and then on the Brotherhood of Evil Mutant side, you had Rebecca Main Stamos as Mystique. Uh, Mystique, which I think is the better Mystique of the series. I will, yeah, I'll, I'll agree to that. Yeah. Then you have uh, Ray Park as Toad. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Tyler Main as... Uh, Pyro? As No, as... Um, that was the second one. Um, as uh, Sabretooth. Which oh, I think yeah, was, yeah. it was a big fail for me. It really I was. I love Sabretooth really as was. a character. He's just... But, and we're not going to talk about this other movie, but they've never been able to get Sabretooth right. No. Yeah. that We can talk about the Wolverine Origins. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible Sabretooth. Yeah. Um, Leaf Shriver's a great actor, but, but it just not, wasn't a good Sabretooth. And Tyler Main just, he just played it like, a, like an animal and it wasn't... And I think that's the problem is that with, with Wolverine and Sabretooth, Wolverine is definitely not as feral as Sabretooth is. But I think every time that they've tried to put Sabretooth into a live action setting, they go too feral. Yeah. Right? Like it's it just they gotta make him different animal. than Wolverine yeah. and make him like And an they animal. really shouldn't. They no. should just kind of more humanize it and let it be. And then of course you have another Sir, Sir Ian McKellen, who I've never liked his Magneto. You never liked his Magneto? No. He's I mean it's No, because and and this is why. In the comic books, Magneto is older, mm-hmm. right? But he's still 
like buff he's still he's not fit. a frail old man is what you're he's, trying to say he's strong and like he just he's he's not just a, a very charismatic manipulative old man right like he that's that's what this one is that's yeah. what ian mckellen is right and he's also very weak yeah he he doesn't have like a lot of physical strength he just has the power of magnetism which fine like that is what magneto is but in the comic books he's like you wouldn't want to fight this dude yeah right? i mean he's 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 menacing exactly See, this I, that's, that's one thing about this Magneto. He's not menacing. Powers are kind no. of menacing, but he's not menacing. No. Like when I see Magneto, I'm like, oh yeah, that dude's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to. Ian McKellen played it more as a dictator. Yes. Yes. You know, but I still like it. I mean, I like, I like Ian McKellen. I like his, the way he talks. No, and... I love Ian McKellen. You know, he was, he's, he's a great Gandalf, but it was like Gandalf was in this movie, but it, it just, that Magneto just never did it for me. Uh, Halle Berry is storm. Sure. <laughs> she controls the weather. She controls the weather. Yep. I think that I, I like seeing like uh Cyclops's powers. Yeah. Were pretty spot on. I thought it was a good job. And the way James Marsden actually played Cyclops, which he's kinda he's in charge. You still kinda wanna hate him. Yeah. Because he's not the greatest guy. But he's Conky, the leader you got. Yeah. He's yeah, that's true. I mean he played he did a really good I think he yeah. did a good Cyclops because I never like Cyclops. No, I, I no one ever does. Cyclops. No Scott, one ever does. Scott Summers is a jerk. Yeah. Okay. That's the way it's always been. Yeah. And he played it really good because he was kind of a jerk. Yeah. Um, Jean Grey's throwaway characters. I didn't like any of the women. The women in this movie were not like, except for except for Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yeah. As Mystique. They were not very strong or like, and I think that's what Halle Berry had a problem with in this movie. Like she didn't get enough lines. She, they were very backseat characters. 100%. To all the men. Even Anna Paquin playing Rogue, you would think that she... She just she didn't stand out. It was kind of like eh, weak sauce. Yeah. Um. So that was the first, and then basically the the whole plot, the Magneto's plan, stupid. It didn't. I don't. He was trying to change people into mutate them faster, or he was trying to make humans mutate. Yeah, like, he was trying, trying to, make to mutate, mutate all the leaders, yeah. or whatever, so that they'd experience it. And I was like, cool. Yeah. That's not. I mean, whatever. I think Magneto. Would We're going to dog else. on these movies a little bit, but I think we do have to remember that before the MCU, this is the best that we had. Oh no. And here's the thing. This movie, when I saw it, it was great. Yeah. And watching it again, it's, it's lost a little bit. It's luster, yeah. but it's still a pretty okay film. Like I, I'd watch it again. There were some cringy lines like, yeah. uh, what happens to a toad and lightning or whatever. The same thing happens to everything else. I was like, what? Make me hear that. Uh, Tyler, uh, Sabretooth like scream for me, kind of weird yeah. thing. I was like, what is that about? Like, had it is well a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, um, but the action sequences are pretty good, right? The last fight scene behind you know where uh, Wolverine somehow defies the laws of physics with his claws and loops <laughs> and around, wraps around yeah, the, one the, of the crown points. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think that's how it works. No, like he would have just sliced right through exactly and then fell. Like yeah, I don't, if, Adam, if adamantium is the strongest metal in existence that can cut through anything. Then he would have just like he would have like reached and like stuck it in there and just would have gone through like butter and just flew off the the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I don't think there's anything else really to say about this movie. Yeah, Uh, let's move right along. Yeah. Uh, So X two the synopsis. Uh, This plot inspired by the graphic novel God Loves Man Kills pits the X Men and their enemies the Brotherhood against the genocidal Colonel William Stryker. He leads an assault on Professor Xavier's school to build his own version of Xavier's mutant tracking computer, Cerebro, in order to destroy every mutant on Earth and to save the human race from them. I don't know about you, Rick, but I like this movie a lot better. 
it out of the three, yeah. it's definitely probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. it has the most depth to it. It has, um, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to see Cyclops die. <laughs> no, doesn't he? Cyclops will die in this one. In this that was one, the third one. I thought he. Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Spoiler That's alert. Spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> no, nah, but it's so you know. Um, they bring in a lot more characters. Yes. Right. So they 100%. have everybody that we talked about, and then they add in Nightcrawler. Yeah. Which is uh, played by um, Alan. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Alan Cumming. Yes. Great. Hundred. Really great Nightcrawler. Yeah. Played it part. I mean, you know, goofy, aloof. Yeah. Um, but. Definitely added a lot more character, like just acting character to the cast. Mm -hmm. And then you have Iceman and Pyro, um, which I thought uh, Sean Ashmore, who plays Iceman, did a very good job of playing Iceman. Bobby, Bobby Drake. You know, just a young kid. Generic white dude that can manipulate. That's that's basically Iceman. Bobby Drake. Drake. Uh, Pyro good good kind of character arc yeah right and so basically the premise of this movie is that they have to come together and work with magneto to go against colonel striker yeah. who steals the plants from uh, cerebro and wants to kill everybody i thought that um this, this is where he uses his mutant son yes who has been he's locked up in prison basically yeah um confined him to a wheelchair who doesn't have the ability to speak or anything but he just has the uh, tele uh so i think he can make you um he can project images into your mind. Yeah. Right. So make yeah. you think you're somewhere you're not and whatever. And so he's going to hook up his son to Cerebro in order to kill all the mutants. Well, no, he hooks up. He uses basically he kidnaps Professor Xavier. Okay. Right. Yeah. And he's going to use Professor Xavier to use Cerebro, but he's going to make him think that he's doing something else. He's, he's thinking that he's going to heal all the, hum- yeah. all the mutants when he's, he's actually killing, killing them. Him. Right. Yeah. And so he's using his son to project those images. That's right. Him. That's right. Um, and it's, it's a very good plot. Like that makes that plan makes sense kind of, and this yeah. guy's kind of crazy, but he's really has a thing. He's like, he feels like he's trying to save humanity at this point. And, um, I think Brian Cox is a great William Stryker. Yeah. He was, he was good. Um, there were some missteps again. Um, what's her name? Uh, Anna Paquin. Yep. Garbage. Halle Berry continues to lose more of her accent. She almost did not have an accent yeah. in this movie. Um, she kind of just gives up. She had more part, but not as much. It was more Wolverine, again, like yeah. highlighted Wolverine. Um, this one has the scene where Mystique breaks Magneto out of prison, correct? Yes. And she she's awesome. She injects the guard with she, uh, metallic. She, she tricks the guard into going into the, the stall, right? Yeah. And then injects him with a bunch of iron. Yeah. And then he pulls it out of him. Yeah. And another thing, too, is they had that scene where they, they do attack the mansion. And Wolverine kind of goes ham on them. There's no blood yet, right? Because it's yeah. still a PG-13 movie or PG. So they can't do, like, him eviscerating people. But it was pretty brutal for the time. Like, I thought it was awesome. I was like, oh, he's going to oh, he's take it, tearing into him. You see claws go into people. Yeah. And you know they're dying. So yeah. that was, it was pretty, a really good scene. You got a little bit of Colossus in there as well. Yep. Uh, helping the kids break out. They go on a little road trip. I mean, it's a good. I mean, it's a good movie with a lot of different action set pieces and things are going on and they make sense. And then they have to work together to try to do this. And then Magneto tricks them in the end, and he's like, "I'm going to kill all the human beings." Yeah. And they have to fight him. Lady Deathstrike was Deathstrike was another misstep for them. Yeah. Because I was like, I love that character, and it's kind of like, oh. Well, and there's so much story to how her and Wolverine are like intertwined, and just. Um, yeah, it was definitely a misstep. I mean, it was a it was a good fight scene, but it was 
It, completely a misstep. Yeah. And so then at the end of the movie, Jean Grey dies because she yeah. has to hold the, the water back from the ship because the dam blows up yeah. or it's exploding blow the dam up or whatever and so all the water's rushing in and so she stops the water so the blackbird can escape and then she's enveloped by the water and at the end of the movie you see the little phoenix thing go flying through yeah <laughs> and i was jazzed when i saw that i was like man this is gonna be so cool They're right the phoenix in the next movie man this is gonna be great because the movie was good like x2 was a good move yes. movie and it was a step up from x x-men had more story more people more plot i mean and it had a really complicated i don't know complicated but just Robust. Add depth to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I really enjoyed the sequel. And then X3 happened. So let's talk about X3. I'm groaning right now about this. Um, this film script is loosely based on two X-Men comic book story arcs, the Dark Phoenix Saga and Gifted, uh, with a plot that revolves around a mutant cure that causes serious repercussions among mutants and humans and on the resurrection of Jean Grey. So, uh, in this movie, which is cool because they had so many different characters, like Beast came in. Angel. Angel. I was so excited was to see Angel. Disappointed. Disappointed, and, though. Yeah. Leech, who's the mutant that can negate other mutant powers. Um, Psylocke is technically in this movie? No. N- well, I, I know what you're saying, yeah, but no. The character is technically in this movie. I had to burp because it was a terrible, terrible movie. Um, Juggernaut. Yes, and we do get the fame line. I'm the juggernaut, B. Yeah, Um, we do get the fame line, which, great. That was hilarious. It was nice to see that they were paying attention to what the community was doing around the X-Men. Because that, like, we'll have to find that. That that whole, no, that whole whole cartoon. Oh, yeah, I got the the clip from the original clip. Yeah. I can put that, I mean, if you really want to put that on there. Yeah, we're going to put that whole thing Language barrier, language warning. Yeah, it's pretty... Languagey, um, but anyway, no, I was psyched to see uh, you know Juggernaut is such a big yeah. part of the X Men, and they just kind of okay. It's like I watched because this is the one I watched right recently, and so when they take off that thing and you see Vinnie Jones, I'm like, that's the Juggernaut <laughs> because you look at Deadpool two where which had the Juggernaut, where we get the Juggernaut and he was huge and imposing. Yeah. Okay, Vinnie Jones is not huge or imposing. I in ter- in this skate scope right. Like, if it was just Vinnie Jones and me, he'd probably be huge and imposing. And I'd probably be like, okay, it's Vinnie Jones. He's a place where he kicked my butt. But, like, in this, he looks weak and lame. And I'm like, this is the juggernaut, I guess. It's okay. I guess I settled for that juggernaut. And that's kind of lame. You also get uh, Kitty Pride. Yep. Shadow Cat. Let me think. Who else is in this? I think that's Beast you talked about, right? Yeah. And then a bunch of other different loose you know one multiple man multiple man yes jamie madrox that was pretty cool yeah um so yeah uh big cast even more characters storm loses her accent completely completely there's no accent from storm at all she gave it up none accent um (laughs) you get to see gene gray like fully go into like the the trauma the trauma of being absorbed like being controlled by the phoenix so the which is where Scott Summers dies. In the comic yeah, Scott Summers does die. In the comic books, the Phoenix Force is a mystical entity. Cosmic entity. A cosmic, sorry, freaking cosmic entity from space that descends upon Jean Grey because it's running from it's like escape. I don't know what it's doing. I don't remember. It's escaping from something yeah. or somebody's chasing it, right? So it goes and it inhabits Jean Grey, right? And 
she goes crazy because yeah. the Phoenix Force is crazy, and it's it's all about you know, that's living life, and it it will it finds this it finds her life and is like oh I want to experience this even more and wants to experience everything about it, but in this she, it's a like part of her personality yeah so she's like basically multiple personality and it's just all the power that she had has been locked away by Professor Xavier. The thing I did like about this movie is it brings to question. Uh, is Xavier's Xavier, motives yeah is because, he doing the right thing or is he controlling and he people? even talks about it like in the beginning he's just talking about ethics and is it ethical to do this or not and it's right. a big ethics question like is it okay that Professor Xavier has messed with her mind and caused her to not access her full powers right you know and knowing that she has this potential for this other like he knew about the Phoenix and he knew that at any moment like if those psychic barriers were broken that she'd go crazy yeah. and could kill everybody, right? Because she's an Omega-level mutant. But he still kind of was like, eh, whatever. You know, whatever. I'm Professor Xavier. I know what I'm doing. And this is a big thing in the theme in the comic books, especially later on, um, before Xavier died in the comic books, Yeah, um, is that he had done a bunch of different things, like made people fall in love and stopped people from doing this and hidden their memories away and and made people, you know, like, I think even Captain America, like he got rid of his memory and stuff. Like on It, it starts to ask at what cost? Yeah, what what are you trying? Because like, yeah. in the movie, he's like, look, I had to do this. I had a terrible choice to make and I made the least terrible one, right? But really? Like, it's yeah. you know, you're supposed to be a good guy. Yeah. And you lose, and this is what happened is because Scott Summers in the comic book lost a lot of faith in Professor Xavier to the point where he took over. And so in the same way, Wolverine is losing faith in Professor Xavier here because he's like, hey, you can't do that. You can't just, you didn't give her a choice. You just did this. You just, yeah, manipulator. She knows that too, ends up killing Professor Xavier. That was a cool scene. That was a great scene. Yeah. Um, Although, I will say this Wolverine is at the door, opening the door, and he's looking at this happening. And then the house falls because the house is floating in the air when this is happening. Uh, Professor Xavier is obliterated. The house falls down. And. Then Magneto comes over from the other room, walks in and comforts her and says, come on, let's go. And then after they leave, and I don't even know how they left, like they didn't just disappear. I don't know. They were gone. Storm and Wolverine come running into the room, the house. Yeah. Like they were outside. And I'm like, wait a minute. He was just here. I don't know what's going on. Like there's a lot of those weird editing. Did he get, did he get thrown out of the house? It didn't show that he got thrown out of the house. So he was right at the door. And he was looking at them, you know, because he's stuck to the roof. I don't know how it happened. I, huh. it's, there's a lot of these editing problems that yeah. they did where they, you're like, wait, how did yeah. that happen? Because Brett Ratner's a mess. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of the ending scene? What was the The one where he kills her? Yeah. I mean, that was cool. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was way, the only way to end it. And it was sad. And he had to, you know, to kill the woman he loved. Yeah. And, um, I think that it was dumb that his skin was like regenerating at the moment it was peeling off because it doesn't Wolverine's, happen that fast. Wolverine's healing powers are all over the map in this one movie, not the this series. This is very true. This one movie. This is very there's, true. There's one point where he gets stabbed or something happens, and it's like taking a while to heal up. And yeah. There's another time where it, you know he can see that it's just taking time, and here he's regenerating instantly, as fast as it can burn off. And I'm like, mm, that's not how his powers work. Yeah, you know. So that was kind of lame, but. And then Angel was a letdown. Angel is a huge letdown because Angel is probably one of my favorite characters, especially because when uh, in the comics, when he gets manipulated by Apocalypse, mm-hmm. he becomes Archangel. And that's all that really Archangel is one of my favorite characters. Uh, I've always we'll, we'll like, talk about him later yeah, too. As a, as a kid, I always thought he looked the coolest, like his, the way they drew him and everything. And Oh, Archangel. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think Arcane was really cool. And even when they did it in the animated series, like they did it justice. Like oh, I felt did. like they did a really Just good job. Um, but I felt like the way they portrayed him was just so flat. Yeah, he was, there just, was, a, he was just a means to a, a, a plot point. That's all he was. 100%. Um, and then you had uh, Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Again. Top notch, dude. I don't understand. He's no, great. They did a good job, but they went too feral. No, they didn't go too feral. He was when, great. When he was fighting, they were, it was, I don't know. He was great, man. He was, he was, I mean, he did a little, it was cheesy. As Hank it McCoy, was, he was great. It, it was a little cheesy when he was fighting. Yeah. I agree, and because I, I mean, you, well, you're used to like the animated series one where he's like talking and he's like philosophizing with the guys he's throwing them. Yeah. It's not like this feral thing, but at that time in the comic books, I believe he had turned into a feral. More, he had, his mutation had turned him more feral. Okay, so maybe that's what they were going off of, and also gifted, gifted. Anyway, I'll just say gifted on okay. there. Just if you've never read gifted, everybody read gifted. Okay, you'll know what you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't even need to explain anything. Um, but that's probably why. Uh, so this movie, but I mean, it was there's some good points to this movie, but all in all, it was a huge letdown. Yeah, to me, I agree because I didn't like the way they portrayed the Phoenix Saga. There was way too many editing errors. Uh, nobody's accent was right. Everybody's motivations were wrong, and um, yeah, it was just kind of you know, the Cure thing was cool. That was pretty cool. Sure. Uh, I liked Kitty Pride. I liked Ellen Page as uh We get our Shadow one Cat. and only glimpse of Gambit in the in the movie by seeing, oh, his, name seeing his name on the clipboard. That board. was exciting, right? Yeah. I was like, yes. Like, yeah, he exists. He exists. <laughs> um, but after watching this movie, I knew that this was over. <laughs> 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 I watched the movie. I was like, they're not going to make any more of these movies. Nor should they. they I mean, he kind of killed the franchise. Yeah. Um, until uh, that was in 2006. Until 2011, five when we years get X Men First Class. This story is primarily set in 1962 during the Cuban Missile Crisis and focuses on the relationship between Professor Charles Xavier and Eric uh, Lencher. Lencher, Eric Lencher, uh, and the origin of their of their groups, the X Men and the Brotherhood of Mutants, respectively, as they deal with the Hellfire Club led by Sebastian Shaw, who is bent on world domination. I will actually say that this is probably my favorite X-Men movie. I really like X2. I think X2 this is, a, is really this good. This is a solid, really good. I was say so when they started talking about making another X-Men movie, I was like, uh, yeah. maybe you don't. And Wolverine Origins had already come out at this point. Yes. And so that I was, was like, please don't garbage. make any movies yeah. ever again about X-Men. Yeah. Um, Which is probably why they didn't call this X-Men Origins and they called it X-Men First Class. Probably, yeah. And, I, and it, you know, it was... There's a couple of comics that were first class. Yeah. Anyway, it it was a very good movie. Yeah. So this basically reboots the series. It starts off again back in 1962. You have James McAvoy playing Charles Xavier, who I think does a great job. Hell yeah. You have, um, what's his face? Michael Fassbender. You have Michael Fassbender playing Magneto, who I feel like is the better Magneto between the two of them. Yeah, because uh, he's more he's more menacing, man. Yes. He's more well, okay, as the in this movie, yes. Yeah. I'll I'll go there because yes. later on we're gonna talk about yeah. his character. In this movie, I feel like he plays Magneto properly. Yes. He's menacing, he's terrifying, he's but he's also charismatic. Like he he has his way about him, but he also he's like super strong. Right? Like so he has all those yeah. characters of a good villain. I do like that they started this movie off the same way. With the scene outside the gates in Poland, yeah. I thought that recreating that scene was pretty awesome. Yeah, to kind of not 
crap on the old trilogy and say, sure. we're just trying to make something better. It's just to say, hey, look, we understand. We want to link them. We want to show you that it's the same ideal. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to do it differently. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Kevin Bacon? I thought he was actually great. I thought it was Sebastian Shaw. I thought he did a really good job. Um, it wasn't a character that I was super familiar with just because yeah. I didn't read a lot of those comics uh, during that era. Um, but I thought he did a really good job. I thought Rose Byrne as... Um, uh, yeah, I thought she did a great job. Yeah. Um, I did not care for January Jones as Emma Frost. She she was... You know what she was? She was like the Mad Men character. She was sleepy Emma Frost. She was sleepy... <laughs> Like she was just boring. She didn't like. But I think also like the point was is like she's bored with all this because if you, yeah, if you get that, if you've read Emma Frost yeah. in the comics, she is bored with everything because she can read your mind. Mean, she's a telepath. Yeah. Telepaths are usually like that. They're like so annoying with yeah, everything. Yeah, I just. But I understand what you're saying. Like it's just kind of like eh, she's kind of like it's a, it's a serious situation. Yeah, and they're like there's another telepath and they're fighting and she's like yeah. oh there's another telepath on there, um let me take care of him yeah that kind of thing right yeah. like it's kind of like. I, I, she couldn't be bothered to do any of this stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of like annoying. Um, we do get Jennifer Lawrence playing Mystique, which in this movie, I thought she was fine as Mystique. Yeah, I was I, I was totally okay with her uh, being Mystique. I was like, oh, cool. They're going to bring Mystique. As in. we'll great. discuss in future movies. I think the fact that she doesn't care about playing this, uh, this character or being in these movies starts to show. Oh, yeah, man. Um, but I, I think she does a good job. Um, and uh, it's very interesting. We get to see this weird relationship that they concocted between her and Xavier yeah, um, as kind of brother and sister, which I don't feel like was necessary at all. I just, uh, honestly, I think the only reason why that happened is because they wanted Jennifer Lawrence in the movie. They need to give her a bigger role and they shoved it in. Yeah, I really do. Like she could have just been a side character, but she absolutely could now in order to keep having her, you have to put her in the movie, like the whole thing. And that it started that trend of like, Mystique is the driving force of these yeah. movies, and she shouldn't be. No, at all. She shouldn't be. Um, they could have recast her as somebody else. Like even like if they went, she probably could have done a decent rogue. In all honesty, yeah. You know, I mean, they could have done anything with this. Um, I don't. It's weird that she's the, that relationship. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It it's makes not, zero sense. Nothing in the comic books. Um, the choices they made for mutants, interesting. Right, Banshee was really cool. I was glad yes. to see Banshee. Banshee was super that was cool. awesome. Havoc was interesting. Havoc was, but the the crummy thing is, is unlike the original, because that's what I liked about the original trilogy for the most part, they didn't lose characters for no reason. Right, right. If if you know, in all three movies, even uh, Cyclops was in all three movies. Yeah, right. Even though he died in the third one, but he was in all three movies. Storm, all three movies. A lot of these characters were in all of the movies. Um, after the first minute, first class, we're gonna talk about this. A lot of these characters go away, except for the main three, and yeah. they bring in new ones. So that Angel, which was a new comic, new in the comic books, um, Havoc, which I thought was great, yeah, um, and Beast, yep. who was a good Beast. He was a good I, Hank I like McCoy. This beast. Yeah, he was a good Hank McCoy. And then when he when he becomes Beast, I think it's even he's in this movie not as good. I mean, he's it's he's weird and awkward. He, he builds into it. Yeah, but he the next mo- the next couple movies, he's, he's really good. Well, and, and I will say my argument for him being a better beast, even as in this movie, is that he's really trying to be Hank McCoy. Yeah. Right. Like that's all he's focused on, and he turns himself blue, or he he gets back to that state because he wants to make Mystique feel like she's more normal mm-hmm. than she also, really. You have is. Azazel. Yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, his yeah. Nightcrawler's dad, by the way. Yeah. And yeah. Mystique's lover. 
in the sure. comic books. In the comic books. Yeah. That's how Nightcrawler is. Cause anyway, point being is, uh, yeah, and then, and then that Typhoon guy who I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. I know he's in the he's just Typhoon guy. Yeah. I think, I wonder if they're like, we need somebody that can kind of control the weather, but we don't want Storm. Exactly. So let's put this Typhoon guy in there. Um, the scene where the, kind of the, I forget what the name of the building was, where they were kind of like hiding out mm-hmm. where they got attacked. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. With dropping um, people off the, of the sky. And yeah. Um, that's a really cool, uh, scene. Um, the, the, the scene where, um, the quarter. Yeah. In the submarine. Oh, that was awesome, man. Um, that was a really good scene, but also I think the scene that, that is kind of before that is when Magneto's trying to like chase Sebastian Shaw down on the boat. Um, that was like that whole action sequence was done like really well sh- with the anchor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 The training montage. Yes. Good training montage. Yeah. The training montage was good. <laughs> no, it was just a solid film. Like, yeah. It was a good entry back into this world. I thought so. Yeah. And it was a it was a good first entry, and, and it had a lot of promise. And I was like, okay, you know what? They're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I, I gave it a shot, and I really enjoyed the movie. And then we got Days of Future Past. Mm. Um, <laughs> this story, inspired by the 1981 Uncanny X-Men storyline, Days of Future Past, focuses on two time periods, with Wolverine traveling back in time to 1973 to change history and prevent an event that results in doom for both humans and mutants. So, Days of Future Past is an amazing, amazing comic book story. Both versions of it, the comic book and the animated series. The animated, oh, was it good in there? I yeah. don't remember. But the comic book was really is really really good yes. solid x-men comic book so difference but there's a lot of differences but the cool thing okay here's i like this movie okay i really do like this movie the cool thing about it is it bridges the people old, are allowed to have that opinion it bridges it. the old trailer trilogy in the new trilogy 100%. together right you see all the it's yep. like all the characters are in it now um and it has old Magneto, old X-Men played by Ian McKellen. Didn't we get a post-credit scene of old Magneto and um, Ian McKellen? And didn't Bishop show up in the very end of the... No, that wasn't a Wolverine movie, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about right now. Maybe. I think there was. Okay, sorry. So anyway, and then you have Halle Berry, still no accent um, in the future. <laughs> She's totally lost it. You don't yeah. have accents in the future. Uh, Pyro, no, no, Pyro, Iceman. Yep. Kitty Pride, yep. Uh, Bishop. Now you have Bishop. You yep. have Blink, um, which is a big fan favorite uh, from Age of Apocalypse. Uh, you have Shadow. For some reason, you have Shadow Wolf. I don't know. I, that's not Shadow <laughs> Wolf. That was from Mortal Kombat. I can't remember his stupid name is, but he's Native American. Uh, he's one of the only Native American yeah. uh, combo characters. Uh, and then you have one more. Oh, Sunspot. I think it's Suns. It's not Sunspot. It could be Magma. I don't remember. Anyway, the guy that shoots fire. I yeah. think it's Sunspot. I think it is Sunspot. Anyway, so you have all these characters in the future, and they're fighting Sentinels, and then they send weird Sentinels. The they're weird, crazy, creepy. Uh, again, and then see, so she making uh, what's her name, uh, Mystique, the center of this film because her DNA is the one that creates these Sentinels. So now she's the crux of this whole film. Yeah. And I was like, why? And yep. then, so we're chasing after her, and she's a pivotal point in this movie. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about her anymore. Nope. I just want to know what's going on with this. Like the story about um, Xavier kind of giving you up was interesting to me. 100%. Right? And I was like, oh, now he's he's got his use of his legs because he's taking this drug, but it causes him to not be able to use his powers because he feels like his powers failed him. And he, like, is great inner turmoil. I was great. And then Wolverine coming back to kind of like, kick him in the pants it didn't make any sense but nope. whatever but it was cool and i liked all that but the whole thing about trying to get to her 
was dumb. Seeing the classic Sentinels was really cool. Oh, yeah. Back in the 70s. That was really cool. That Um, was really cool. But for the most part, this movie kind of left me... um, Didn't care for it, is the best way I'm going to put it. What what didn't you care about? Like... I'm trying to remember it because I I wiped away a lot of this movie from memory. Um, I actually like Apocalypse better than Days of Futures Past. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh, Apocalypse is a terrible movie. I, okay, it's not fine. good. So anyway, Days of Future no. Past. I don't even want to hear from you anymore right now. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, so the cool thing I like about this is it rewrites the original trilogy. 100%. And it, and it, and it basically um, retcons everything that happened in X-Men 3. Yep. And Wolverine Origins, I think, too. Like, every, every, just basically everything. Um, and so Wolverine is now, you know, he's, he's rescued. He's in the future, and all the bad stuff hasn't happened. And um, Jean Grey never died, and they're just living in the school. And that was kind of cool. I saw yeah. that. You know, this is the future they're going to have. Um, the stuff in the Quicksilver scene, that first Quicksilver scene was awesome. It was amazing. You don't think it was amazing? You can say, you can speak now. Can I? Yeah, you can speak now. <laughs> um, Quicksilver's good. In in this series. Is that what you're saying? Is that all you're saying? It's like, Quicksilver's good in this series. Um, I prefer the MCU Quicksilver. I guess. He wasn't in it enough. He wasn't in it enough, yeah. but I still prefer the way they portrayed him in... in um, I mean, Quicksilver, uh, lives in bet- Quicksilver lives in between those guys. The yes. real Quicksilver yeah, yeah, yeah. lives in between yeah. those guys. Yeah. Because the the one in X-Men is way too goofy. He's way too, he's way too goofy, way and too he's, comical. He's young and he's 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 just kind of like silly. He's silly. Uh, yes. And the one in Age of Ultron is too serious. Yeah. 100%. And Quicksilver is and he's not a an ass, dude, because Quicksilver yeah. is an ass. Like straight up he is always has been and he's creepy too, but none of them are creepy. Yeah. Um but I think if I I get what you're saying like he's the better more representative one of and the Quicksilver. It was it was a cool scene. It was a cool. Right. I mean, it's it's, it a, it's cool a very cool scene. They overused it in Apocalypse. Yeah, no, I, they shouldn't have had another yeah. scene like that in Apocalypse. Yeah, it was too. It, it became was, a gimmick. It, it was a gimmick. Yeah. Um, and I knew they were going to do that though, because oh, that's 100%. what they do. They're like, oh, this is well, because everyone talked about. It. Everyone, everyone talked about. It. It. Let's do it again. Let's do the same thing, but yeah. let's make it even bigger. That's what they think all the yeah. time. Um. So yeah, I mean, Days of Future Past had a, uh, flaws. Definitely had yeah. flaws. But I like that it kind of bridged that gap and then retconned everything. And yeah. I could live with that and I could be... And it was, a time, it was a time travel movie. You know how much I hate time travel. I do. But it was different because Kitty Pride was sending consciousness and it really wasn't traveling through time. His consciousness was in his okay, old you self. You keep telling yourself that. And it was better. In the comic books, it was her that went back. It was her that went back. Yeah. And it was much better. Yeah. Um, I will say, out of the Jennifer Lawrence acting... Um, the scene where she's being pulled by Magneto, like she's trying to get away from yeah. from from him. Oh, and he's pu- and pulling he's her with, pulling. The, with the that was a really thing. good scene because she was actually trying. Yeah, because she she was actually. In, I think in and that might have been the first thing that they shot. <laughs> it's she really is terrible. Like I don't I don't know what I don't. The problem with her is that when she doesn't care about something, she it's just all over it. her yeah, face. It's all over. She can't yeah. get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, and that's the problem when you make her the crux of this movie it's yeah. like ruins everything and uh and then they killed like the thing i was talking about before is they killed all the characters off yeah like havoc well havoc didn't die but he wasn't really in it that much no um beast our uh, banshee died yep 
uh, Angel died. Yep. All the other characters they created. Beast was in it, which is really cool. And his Beast in this was a lot better. Yes. Like, I liked him 100%. in his Beastness. And it didn't look awkward. It looked... They retooled the... The way it looked, it was a lot better. I, I think the character arc of um, of Charles Xavier is really great. Him learning yeah. just like who he needs to be and yeah. going through something because you see, Mag- you see Charles Xavier who he is now, and you kind of think, well, I guess he's gone through stuff to understand this, but you don't know what he's actually gone through. And here you see him go through a loss and yeah. a failure to realize he has to continue doing this school and he has to continue doing this. I thought that was great to to play that, and then all the future stuff, all those fight scenes were pretty cool, man. They were just the Sentinels bothered me. Really? It was yeah. just Sentinels? I didn't care they were, for them. They were like lame. Yeah. Kinda. They weren't as cool. Was, the it, the the classic Sentinels were so much cooler. Yeah. I, I, I'll I give you that. The, they, yeah. they did a terrible job of making these new Sentinels look yeah. menacing or anything. They just kind of look generically like uh, daily. They're still kind of monsters kind of yeah. thing. It was kind of stupid, exactly. right? Um, but the fighting that in the coordination with Blink and everything, yeah. that was really... Yeah, yeah. All that yeah. stuff was really cool. Forget the yeah. monsters. Just the, the their their fight choreography was yeah. great okay so then you have days of future past next we have x-men apocalypse which is apparently rick's favorite movie it's not my favorite movie it is the one i prefer out of the two in this in the film the ancient mutant in Salvador awakens in 1983 and plans to wipe out modern civilization and take over the world leading the x-men to try and stop him and defeat his team of mutants so before we start talking this i want to ask you yes do you like the different time periods of these movies like the fact that they're going through the time period it's kind of like 60s 70s yeah. 80s yes okay yeah i don't like it why not it's stupid why it's just dumb i don't know it's just kind of like i don't care i don't know at first it was really cool that it was set in the 60s and then the next one's gonna be in the 70s i'm like okay and then this one's in the 80s i'm like just stop. Just make it new. Because then, cause then uh, Dark Phoenix... It's going to be the 90s. It's going to be the 90s. I'm yeah. like, can you just make a movie now? Like, I don't care. Don't... Do I think it. they're playing catch-up. Or they were planning on playing catch-up. And now they've kind of shot themselves in the foot. Like, Anyways, they have to keep doing it now. Yeah. Yeah, now it's yeah. dumb. It's a gimmick. It's another gimmick. That's the problem. The... While not canon, the apocalypse story... Like the origin story that they inject into the beginning of the movie was good. Oh, it I was liked, in, I actually it, liked it. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting to see like how he came about because Apocalypse isn't. Um, I forget what what his actual mutant power is. It's I think it's just long life, isn't it? Like no, he's, no. I think his his power is actually he's he can he can mold reality. There's, I really think he can, man. <laughs> I you have to say. look it up. Um, we get a lot of interesting characters in here. You get a. A uh, slightly better version of Angel that then becomes, but, it, but it's a good version of him. But it's it's useless. Use, Again, that's the problem I have with this movie. Yeah. I'll tell you right now is there are a lot of characters that are useless. Yes, there's a lot of useless. But that's unused. been a running theme throughout all the X Men movies. Not, I mean, there's some. There are some. Yes, no, no. You're right. Yeah. There's a lot of throwaway characters and all this. Yeah. But I think more so in Apocalypse, there are so many throwaway characters yeah. that I'm like, why are you introducing characters if you're not going to use them at all? I think we do get uh, a better Jean Grey. Yes and no. That's all I'm going to say. But mostly yes. <laughs> sure. Like 50-50, man. I don't know. I'm going to go 60-40. I'm going to go 60-40. She wasn't in it enough, and I'll have to wait till this new movie. Yeah. It, it, that'll tell that'll tell me yeah. for sure. Because she was introduced, and I'm like, okay, and she's it's Sophie Turner, and she's riding high off the Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. But she's just not... It's not enough for me. Okay. It's not enough Fair enough. Me. Fair enough. Um... The I, I think my favorite scene in this entire movie. So first of all, Oscar Isaac is a great actor. Um, I think he's phenomenal in most of the things that he's in. I I feel like he wasn't used correctly in this movie. 
um, the way they portrayed Apocalypse outside of Xavier's mind. It, when there's a scene where Apocalypse basically attacks Xavier's mind, and when Apocalypse is in his head, he goes to giant Apocalypse. He's like shape shifting, like he's doing all the things that we've always seen Apocalypse do in the comics. So real quick, he's a mutant, and he they. He merged himself further with uh, celestial technology. He's yeah. immortal, but he also has total control over the molecules in his body, allowing, allowing enable him to. But is that the because form. of the celestial technology, or what was, I think his first power was just immortality. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, because he's forever. been able to live through civilization, civilization in order to absorb, like in order to learn and take celestial technology. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't say if that's the technology that he, like if that helped him have that, but he did he. The big thing is he can he has total control of the molecules in the body, so he can make wings. He can right get big. Do all and that in Xavier's stuff. brain, does like that. he does that. But then when you put him back into reality, they took that away from him, and they didn't do that mm-hmm. um, with the character. And so that's where I think he was underused. Secondly, he looks like Ivan Ooze, which yeah. if you've seen the original well, '90s Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, played with the villain played by Paul Reiser. It looks like that guy. Well, the thing is, is that when you when I, when they showed the first set pictures yeah. of Apocalypse, he was purple and he yeah. looked terrible, and I was like, "This is gonna suck." Yeah. And then they tooled, retooled it, and changed it, but it still didn't make it look any yeah. better. And the problem with uh, what's his name, the Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Is he's a great actor, but under all that makeup and everything, it was lost. It was lost, and they made Apocalypse lame. Yeah. They just made him lame. They did. I, I really like this movie because of the scene where he's attacking Xavier in, in his brain. That's one one that little one bitty scene. scene. That's what Go made on, it more. Man, it was I really cool. didn't like Days of but Future. Past. I was so excited about because at yeah. the end of Days of Future Past, the cut scene is that you see the four horsemen, yes. and you see the boy, which is Apocalypse, right? Yeah. You see them, and I was like, oh, they're gonna make an Apocalypse movie. Yeah. That's gonna be so cool because Apocalypse is such an imposing, menacing figure, and here he's not. Who is the imposing, menacing figure? Magneto. Yep. Magneto is the crux of his thing, and, and also, okay, so you're. You, so basically, the thing is, is that Apocalypse surrounds himself with the most powerful mutants, yeah, and he controls them, yeah, right, or he, whatever that he has them as his apocalypse right. his horsemen, and whatever he does. Point being is that he has the most powerful mutants at the time. Storm definitely most powerful mutant. Yeah, she has one. She's definitely mega level, yeah. level mutant, so powerful. Psylocke, mm, yeah, okay. She can find other like she can find other mutants, I guess. Angel. What? Yeah. Why would you pick him? That makes no sense. And then he just picks Magneto, who can do everything. And he doesn't need any of them anymore. I'm like, why don't you just go to Magneto first? Why don't you just pick some of the X-Men? I, it's just really weird, man. I'll agree with that. And, I mean, even in the comic books, um, Apocalypse picks Angel. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that, not I mean, in the comic that, books. Well, he does. Yes, he does pick Angel. He picks him in the cartoon. I mean, he's picked Wolverine. Um, I guess they're trying to make it Angel. I know why. They, yeah. I know why he did, but that Angel was not. You know what I mean? 100%. It wasn't the same. It was just yeah. some weird fighting guy and it was lame. It was, yeah. it was dumb. Yeah. But they had Nightcrawler in this too, who was yes. great. He's in the last movie? No, he's in this one. Nightcrawler. You had an unused Jubilee. Totally unused. Was she in this one? She was definitely in this movie and she had no speaking parts and she was just along for the mall ride. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. She went with them to the mall. She was the Asian. She had short hair and she had the little earrings. Like, well, okay. She was dressed just like Jubilee was. Um, you had um, Cyclops, throwaway character. Yeah, I uh, agree. You had Jennifer Lawrence again as the freaking crux of this stupid movie again, <laughs> and she really phoned I, it. Yeah, oh, this, this is so phoned in, dude. Yeah, 
here's my problem with Magneto. Yeah. Okay. So very good in the first movie. Yes. Days of Future Past is okay. I mean, he was, you know, kind of like a jerk and helped them out, but he still he moved the stadium and all this. Okay. So now he's past all this. He has a family. And once again, he turns to eat. Like, what's the point? I don't, I don't understand this. Yeah. He hasn't learned. His- like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he's. They keep making him. He doesn't grow as a character. No, he's the same. It's the same person over and over again. And I don't understand. Like, it just is no arc for him. It's the same thing over and over yeah. again. And so it loses it for me, like him as a character. And I'm like, why is he even bothering? And, and she's bothering with him. It's just dumb. It's, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. And that's why I didn't like this movie. It just, there was too many characters that were all throwaway characters that didn't matter. And they're just throwing them in there to be like, hey, this cool character we have, this cool character we have. And I'm like, but I don't care about any of them. I still liked it better than Days of Future's Past. I guess I liked Days of Future's Past because they had the old ones there and I knew about them and it was cool. But this one just didn't have any... It didn't even seem cool. It seemed lame. That one scene was awesome, though. Yeah. That one scene where he's fighting Xavier in his mind, yeah. that was great. Man. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt like you also get some of the best acting from James McAvoy as Xavier oh, yeah. in this one. Oh, yeah. Really great. Yeah. I mean, he, he, it was it was a good good turn by him. Didn't care for Mystique giving the the team speech. That was all stupid. At that the was end. all dumb, man. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see him in their costumes. Yeah. Their, their real costumes. Yeah. Uh, her being part of the thing. I don't want her to be in these movies anymore. I don't want her She's to be She's going to be there. I know, but I don't want her to be in any of these movies anymore. Um it's not, it's not it's it's poisonous to these films yeah and it ruins them yeah terribly so uh yeah that's it that's our rundown I'm, of all the x-men movies i'm still hopeful for dark on. for dark phoenix let's, let's talk about dark new mutants also coming out new There's mutants is one. coming out which is going to be more of a horror film yeah i think that's gonna be good i think it's we'll an interesting see. take i think i feel like it's it's a fresh take on the series uh dark phoenix supposed to be coming out it's supposed to be a two-part movie who knows what's going to happen to it now? It's supposed to be a two-part movie? It's supposed to be a two-part oh, movie. Gosh, man. You think Disney's going to take According to what was originally slated, this was going to follow the whole Shi'ar story and everything, take them into space. Oh, it's going to be real. Like a it real was going to be Phoenix the real story. Dark Phoenix saga. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, but I seem like they're not doing that because they were doing, in the apocalypse, she was like, oh, you got all this power. It seemed like it was going to be the same stupid yeah. thing. But hopefully they, they do. But I don't know because now Disney owns it. So we don't know what's going to happen with it. Yeah. It... it Dark Phoenix is still happening, but to what extent, no one knows. It, yeah. Oh, they, they should really just... I guess they can't scrap it. You can't scrap yeah. it at this point, but that would be cool if they did the Shi'ar thing. And yeah. went, Which actually, would actually help them. It would help them cross over a bit if they did, because you have um, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy roaming in space. You have Captain Marvel roaming yeah. in space. And you could potentially have the X Men roaming in space, yeah. so that might be an intersection. And then half of the people le- get killed. You know, get, yeah. kind of bring them in. That'd be kind of cool, man. I, I don't yeah. know. I, it would be weird to see the X Men in in the Avengers movie now. Yeah, because kind of. Like, it's also gonna be weird to see whoever they cast as Wolverine. Because if they, they should not cast anybody but if, else, if they bring in the X Men characters, they are going to cast Wolverine. They don't need to though. But that's their biggest character. Nope, don't need it. Don't need it at all don't i mean that's the only one he's like one of the only ones that's been ex uh, part of the avengers yeah. other than i think hank Beast has been an avenger. avenger um that's pretty much it yeah but isn't kitty pride isn't she um she's star lord now isn't she star lord or didn't she take over the mantle of guardians of the galaxy no i don't remember no that's not correct okay i could 
potentially <laughs> completely wrong. I think you are reading a fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's what that was. <laughs> oh, that's why they kept taking their clothes off in the movie. I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was just weird Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Um, anyway, so that's our that's our rundown of the X Men movies. As you can see, it's not all bad. There's just some we didn't just like mostly. As much. I mean, yeah, but it's like these movies are, are very lackluster, especially when you now compare them against MCU. The yeah. problem is MCU has made it really hard for a lot of these comic book movies to be solid. And what does the MCU have that no one else did? Kevin Feige. Yeah, man, he's because he's, a, he's bridged the gap between all the movies. He has, and that's and that's one thing is that the continuity between all these movies. Yeah, it, you know they tried, but it just doesn't work out. And it, and and the one thing that the MCU does very well now. Is that they do not have throwaway characters. Nope. Everyone is they used. They have throwaway villains. They have throwaway villains all the time. And that's the, but the, so does X Men. Like, yeah. think about it. All their villains are, other, I mean, Magneto is always the villain, so whatever. Yeah. But their villains are usually throwaway too. And it's kind of like, oh, who cares? You know, it's some human trying to get against them. Yeah. It's always a human being that's fighting against them and they're just fighting for the man and are, you know, the struggle is real. Freedom. Freedom. Anyway. Um, I mean, I'll keep watching X Men movies. Yeah. I'll keep watching the reruns of these movies. Except I'll never watch The Last Stand again. <laughs> I'll never watch X Men Origins again. No. That Wolverine Origins. I'll never watch that movie ever again. Anyways, let us know what your favorite X Men movie was. Yeah, whether you, can... you like the original series better or the first class uh, uh, movies better, uh, you can find us. You can email us at it's going to st- get stupid. It's going to get stupid at stuttering dot com. <laughs> At gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, uh, IGTGS show. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. And on Instagram, I don't know the address. At it's going to get stupid. <laughs> or the website, www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com. Drop us a line. Uh, rate us. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Um, or your podcast app. Yeah, or the iTunes. But anyway, <laughs> or any podcast app. Um, subscribe to the show so you can keep getting this sweet, sweet goodness. And uh, yeah, we'd like to hear from you about the X Men because um, it's a it's an iconic franchise. It is. It's it's the first thing that we had. Yeah, and uh, and they've they've they keep putting them out, man. So I mean, they make money. They do make money. They do. And there's the cool thing about the X Men is they're they're interesting parts. There's always interesting parts and yeah. really good set pieces and good scenes, but it never comes together as a whole. Correct. And hopefully one day it will. Hopefully one day we'll see. I had to sing in every episode. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Rachel says goodbye. Goodbye.